Hello, everyone, and welcome one in to episode 111 of Black Girl Brunch. 11 and 11, make a wish. Ah uh, ha ha. My name's Iman. And I am, I was going to say Tina Marie, but I'm Sabria. You know, they do that on the read. They introduce <laughs> themselves as different people. And I'm like, not going to lie, I wish we thought of that. <laughs> not going to lie, wish I thought of that. I would love to be like, hello, everyone. This is Montel Jordan. Well, wait, is Montel Jordan the guy who sings This Is How We Do It? You asking me? Or is Montel Jordan? <laughs> you asked the one who thought that fucking like Jaheim and Jah- Jay Holiday. And Life Jennings was all the same person? <laughs> I know. I think you want to ask me. Me the one who thinks Ty Dolla Signs are probably next door to the same person? Like, wait, we, we ain't for It's him. Eric. He know Eric. So who? Oh, I just know your locks look cute, Eric. Okay, Eric, with the hang time. So is Montel Jordan the guy who sings? This is how we do it. Or is Montel Jordan the guy who hosts the show, the bald man? That's, That's oh, it's the same person. No, no, because no, no they got the same names. Okay, cool. That scared me. I was I can't let go my whole life thinking the, the TV host and the singer were the same person. This is how we do it. He's, it's, it's Friday, Friday night. And it feels on This probably sound like they was fun. He said, on the west side. <laughs> he said, it feels so good. It's in my hood tonight. <laughs> What's up with the 90s where everybody talking tonight. like that? Montel Williams. Where you lie? Iman, I never said I told the truth. You literally was on your phone. How did you research it? Oh, I wasn't. Oh, I wasn't researching. It feels so good. It's in my hood tonight. tonight. All right. Just imagine him singing. I feel like his taste won't allow him to sing like that. Like I know it's not crazy. I used to love him when I was a kid. I used to think that's who I was gonna marry. <laughs> What else, kid? I'm an ideal man. Montel William and the son from Young and the Restless. That's what you get when you watch TV with your grandma. You, you, you start thirsting over Montel Williams. No. Nah. Like, he's sexy as hell. <laughs> and Wayne Brady. you like, damn. This nigga fine or is it just me? <laughs> no, you was on some different. You watching the Drew Carey show. you like, damn, he look good to y'all? Because... Mm. You had no, you had no picks. <laughs> Again, Monday through Friday with my grandma, and I was confused. I just like Steve from Blue's Clues. He made me uncomfortable as a kid. <laughs> well, I was happy. Explains my type. <laughs> I was happy that the TV screen separated us. Joe, I was into though. I didn't like him. I don't want to Steve. I want to. Did you see that Joe and Steve Clap. was called Clap. on Clap. the new Clap. episode of Blue's Clues? Oh, yeah, because they be on the iPads and stuff. That is so cute. That's very cute. They was like, what's wrong with Blue? I'm like, Blue is just a spoiled-ass brat. That's all it is. And it's funny because my dog's name is Blue, and she's also a spoiled-ass brat. So, time to get into this phase four. Actually, how was your week? I guess we should start there. I really don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Bitch, I had a mental breakdown, but what's new? But you know what's crazy? Like I was saying earlier, usually... You have a mental breakdown, but I'm good. Or I have a mental breakdown, and you good. But this weekend, we both was fucked up. And I was like, everybody, like, where's Sabrina? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> I'm trying to, find a, trying to find a wind beneath my wings, and you sitting up there talking. I'm like, we both fucked up, if you want to be completely honest. 
I know. I felt bad. I'm like, damn. Every time I disappear, people going to ask Iman where I'm at. But that's what I had back. I was real good. I was like, yeah, we're fine. But I'm still here. Yeah. 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 My favorite part is when she started laughing about it. She's like, here, here. I'm like, you know what? I get it because it's fucking funny that like I'm still around after all that I have to go through. All right, let's get into this fake four. Okay, so this week's fade four are four of our dream jobs, like when we was little babies and, and teenagers, what we wanted to be. Let's start with you. So I wanted to be a lawyer because everybody was like, oh, my gosh, Sabrina, you love to argue, so you should be a lawyer. <sighs> Same. And I'm like, I didn't love to argue. It's just that when people were saying stuff to me, I said something back. Yeah, and you so, had good points. <laughs> yeah. So people, people said the same thing to me. And I'm like, fuck no. All that reading. Exactly. Um, an actress. I would was in a, like a lot of acting camps and stuff when I was a kid. Um, and I was like in a lot of plays and everything. And when I got older, I realized that I don't really like being like, I don't like being the face of stuff. I don't like being like in front of the camera. I like being behind the camera more. Um, but yeah, my, that was my dream. I wanted to be an actress. Like I went to like, um, auditions where like the line was like wrapped around buildings and like stuff like that. I had like headshots as a kid. Like I really was like, you, you was know, bo- you was like, bull. but I was like, I don't really like this. I wish um, my mom would have did that for me. That's every, every time I hear you say that, I get jealous. Cause my mom, I was like giving her all the, the hints. I was like, mom, I want to do this. And she was like, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Damn. I was fucked up. Also, I wanted to be a paleontologist because I was obsessed with dinosaurs. I still love dinosaurs, but I was like, it's a lot of stuff that goes into pale- paleontology. Yeah, it's shit is. Um, it's just not, you know, walking apart. I felt like when you was a kid, they made it like niggas was finding fossils left and right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like they found fossils like every 50, 50 years. And I'd be mad as shit if I went my whole career and without finding the fossils. <laughs> and then also like putting that shit together, dusting it off. Yeah. You gotta be careful. I feel like my big ass would fall <laughs> and fucking crack a five million year old fucking dinosaur. They're like, oh, you fucking imbecile. <laughs> I feel like if I saw a fossil, like somebody was about to get on one, I would put my foot over it. Like, what's that? And but I feel like I would be dusting it off, and then I would just, like, tip over, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the fuck? They're like, sis, that was the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Because also, like, I already feel, like, heavy guilt with, like, a lot of stuff. And, like, I don't want to be that one to, like, crack a, like, a <laughs> fossil like that. Would, I would just feel, like, shit. Shit. Oh my God. Yeah. But uh, imagine like when niggas first found out fossils was around and they was just finding them left and right. Yeah. And then now it's like, all right, most of the people that have found the fossils, um, you know, it's, it's not that many left. And like that was cold world. Cold world. But I just love, I still, you know, I um, just recently found this like decent dinosaur Instagram that I started following. Like I really, because cool. my dad used to take me to, every time there was like a dinosaur exhibit, he used to take me to it when I was a kid. So fun fact, um, what you don't know is that I like dinosaurs. Nice. Um, also, the last thing is a director, which I still want to be. That's the only thing on here that I still want to be. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, first thing for me, hairdresser. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I I really did not have any 
any interest in going to college. I was like, oh, I'm going to cosmetology school. I remember that. And you had, like, people don't know, you had, you really could have did the DMX challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I had every single hairstyle. Everything that everything except for locks at this point, and that I want. I feel like at this point, if anyone can have locks, is me because I've tried every hairstyle. I've had a mohawk, I've had red hair, I've had blonde hair, I've had afro, I had straight hair, I had big hair. Like I've had every single hairstyle. But yeah, I wanted to you know go to school and do hair, and it's crazy because at one point when I didn't like my college, I thought about dropping out of college and just going to beauty school. I remember, and I wonder if I would have been happy with that decision. Sometimes I look at you know what beauty people Wait. have to go through with what. Did Eric take a bag, a plastic bag? Eric, probably. I don't know. Nigga, take my skittles was in there. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna be a skittleless bitch for the rest. Yo, of the- I'm gonna fuck stop fucking touching stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to beat this nigga. Who fucking was, told him was to touch no it? No reason to touch that baby. Baby wasn't doing shit to him. I'm about to smack the shit out of this nigga. But um, yeah, I just <laughs> I decided that like clients are annoying as hell, and a lot of people like nail techs. Shouts to Savvy. Um, here, mm-hmm. always here. Um, stylists, makeup artists, they gotta deal with a lot of shit to get their money. Like I feel like for some reason people think uh, artists and beauty professionals who are also artists really can just have have time and money to spend. Like they just want people think that it's fun, so that they want to do it for free. And also, it's not the case. They gotta pay for chairs. Yeah, and Somehow. if you get into a, a space where the person is like catty and it's it's. It's no walk in the park. So if I did do it, it would be just as many challenges as I face right now. But I still get my little, you know, creativity out by doing my own hair and doing like Sabrina's hair and stuff like that. Like I love doing hair. I just do. Next is a journalist, which is kind of I remember that too. I wanted to work for Seventeen Magazine. I that was my it. goal. I wanted to write articles like Shave or No. Like I wanted to write articles <laughs> like that. Go. I wanted it to be on like E News. All of that. And, like, that slightly changed because I just kind of realized who I am doesn't fit those models. And I'm bound to make people uncomfortable. They're bound to make me uncomfortable. So I know my space, which is why the podcast is here. So so I still kind of want to be a journalist slash host just with my own shit, not with some. I don't want to have to worry about fitting in nobody's Mm -hmm. mold. That is the definition of oppression. Uh, Can't do it. Trying to fit a a circle in a square. Um, Then I want to be a podiatrist. I, I remember that. I wanted to be a foot doctor. <laughs> I got an operation done, and my, my surgeon was so nice. He was like a foot surgeon. He was so cool, like really <laughs> down to earth. He was talking to me about his hazelnut allergy because I, I have it. a walnut allergy. Um, When it was time for me to go under with the anesthesia, he was asking me questions about what I was going to wear to homecoming. Didn't get a chance to go. because <laughs> We had homecoming? Soft hop, sorry. It was soft hop. I was like, homecoming, that's some white shit. Nah, so soft hop. I didn't get a chance to go, but I thought in my mind, I kept telling him. I was like, yeah, I can go on crutches. I just can get my cast and that's my dress. And he was like, what type of dress and what type of cast? All I remember saying is, I want, and then I woke up. Because they they anesthesia knocked my ass the fuck out. So, but yeah, I wanted to be a foot doctor. Because I'm like, I want to help other girls with bad feet like me. (laughs) Then I realized the bitch could not stand the sight of blood or the smell of hospitals. I said, no, no, I can't do this. And finally, this is going to be the weirdest one. Most people will not believe this. I wanted to be a cop. Oh, yeah. I remember. I was like, I wanted to be a cop, y'all. 
I was like, uh, I want to be a cop. I want to dismantle the system by becoming a system. I was training for the fitness test. Yeah, that I was, was on my sit-ups every day. I had, like, the police academy literally was like, this is your test. And then I read online that you had to get maced. And I was like, ah, 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 no, no. Then I read this story came out about this pregnant woman who got shot on a job. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay my black ass in my lane. I'm a scary bitch. Like, I don't need to be... I, I could be a hero in other ways. And, like, that's the biggest... bootleggers are not heroes. Um. Well, the first people I call when I get into something is the police. So I have a complicated relationship with them. But I figured we do... People need to be policed. But people need to be policed fairly. Because there are actual criminals out here. And I was like, oh, I want to actually be able to stop and make the neighborhoods, like, great. And, like, even some of the police officers that we have that are, like, community allies. What the um, fuck wrong with you, dickhead? <laughs> Some of the community allies we have at our school, there's a lot of people that know, they know the shit that <laughs> is happening in the force and they try to, you know, stop it. So that's what, that's how I dream to be. Bitch, you cut my dr- dramatic ass speech off. Right, you got them. <laughs> what you still bitching about? <laughs> you got the Skittles in your hand and you still complaining. That's some mom shit to do. <laughs> there's nothing else to be mad about. They fucking, they were right there with their arms reached the entire time. <laughs> I'm trying to be fucking sentimental. You trying to say, "Nah, I'm happy. That, I'm happy you ain't like didn't go through with the cop thing because I could. I don't think I could be friends with a cop. Uh, yeah, same. I would be like, <laughs> I don't think I've been able to be friends with myself either. Every time I see you, I'm like, "This a fucking narc, dog." I know, and I'm a snitch on my own, so it's like yikes. All, I, all honestly, the only thing I do need is a uniform to be a cop because I'm already snitch. I'd be like. So. No. If I'm uncomfortable, I'm telling. That's just it. That's the type of person I am. Don't t- don't tell me no shit to make me uncomfortable because I'm going right to. But that's different. I feel like that's not a, being a snitch. Well, like when I no, actually, I'm really not a snitch because I do hold on to a lot of very important information. But when like growing up, I was known as a snitch. Like in my in my, uh, I was my grandma's snitch. Like. Because I wanted my cousins to stay in the house with me, so I would tell them That's to get That's fucking corny. I would tell them to get them in trouble. You wasn't the only girl in the house by yourself, so you I was say, the only girl. You wasn't in the house by yourself. I was the only girl did with you, my cousins. Did, did they go out without you? No, they always oh. were with me. All right. That's not what my cousins did. They would go play basketball. But I still wouldn't have snitched on them. You don't know what you would have done. No, I wouldn't, because I really didn't get, give a fuck. I like to be by myself. I Well... If, no, you don't like when everybody else going out and play. You got to be. And you know who my grandma is. And not your grandma. You got to think about my grandma. Okay. Bored as shit. Like, no, nah, I'm going to stir the pot. Wait, why you couldn't, couldn't go out with them? Because they were boys and I was a girl. And they were going to play boy games. Oh, uh, that's strict as shit. Yeah. It was like, you can't be out there playing around with all them boys. I used to be out with them niggas like, doop, 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 doop. No. See, but they used to always fucking rain on my parade. Always. We used to be in the house playing Mortal Kombat. Nope. I, they used to give me the controller unplugged. I was that they used to play the shit out of me. And it used to be my PlayStation. How about that? Let's talk about that. Yeah, not corny. Okay. All right. I still love my cousins, but I had to tell <laughs> them to keep him in the house with me. All right. That's so corny. I'm just listen, Rage hit me up if you was a snitch when you was a kid too. Nobody gonna shoot up. <laughs> my, my cousin Karina said she was a snitch growing up too. Okay. It's a lot of us. <laughs> We're very strong. That shit would have got me so fucking tight. We should have just don't do nothing wrong. <laughs> then we'd be good. 
I, and honestly, it's funny because it was very manipulative. I only told to benefit myself. I did not tell if I was involved in the mischievousness. So, corny. I'm a real ass bitch for admitting it. All right. So, this week we're going to toast to Monica, okay? So, Monica actually wrote uh, sharing her story. You know, she's going to she's a senior in college and like her story is amazing so she this is unfortunate like she lost both of her parents before she turned 15 years old wow she didn't have anyone's support however she still managed to graduate from she's going to still graduate from college in addition to graduating she's starting a non-profit to help children who lost their parents that's at an so early decent. age um and that's so important because grieving as a child is so much different than grieving as an adult and it's shifts. Yeah. It shapes so much. Like, my one friend shared a poem online about, like, you know, growing up motherless on Mother's Day. And it's just, you, it, it's so important to have that connection. So, yeah. shouts to you for not only getting through it, but also... And having a support system for other people. Starting a support system. Yeah, them. that's, like, so bomb. In addition, she also um uh, started, like, this fitness gig where she helps um more people to just kind of have a healthy lifestyle and in our community we need that for mm-hmm. longevity so i want you guys to give uh, monica a follow on instagram her name is mo fit with me underscore that's adorable name that so, so at m-o-f-i-t-w-i-t-h-m-e underscore please go to her page give her a follow support her like support strength like you gotta support strength when you just see it and Huh. And also, like, healthy coping mechanism. Healthy coping mechanism. Lord, don't we all need it? Like, I know when... It, it's just it's just so much feelings. It's so easy to say, I want to just numb this pain. Mm-hmm. But some people decide to work and grow through it, and mm-hmm. that's bomb. That really is. So, oh, gosh, I just realized that I did not get screenshots for a lot of these stories. So we just going <laughs> freestyle What it. is it? So 6 9 I guess he, you know, is just snitching on the entire world. That nigga said, I will not do no time. Where he going to be? That's my question. When people do shit like this, like Casey, Anthony, George Zimmerman, this really is a big-ass country because where the fuck are they? But also, 6 9 has all those dumbass tattoos. I'm actually, I never like to be conspiracy girl like this. I think he was, he is. An yeah, industry plant. Yeah. I think so, I too. I think, but by industry, I mean the government. Like, he's yeah. like a government plant. I really do think that. I think so, too. He is not a real person. He don't really look like that. I think those tattoos aren't real. Like, I don't know. It is just, I can't believe somebody is that much of a bitch. Like, it's just, I would, I'm more inclined to believe that he is a made-up-ass person. Because I remember the first time I saw him, it was like this weird ass nigga on Tumblr. He he. This is before he had any tattoos. He had on this outfit that said "bitch ass nigga," like this jumpsuit, and he was just like this dumb ass like fashion like, and um people was posting him like making fun of him. Then I see this nigga called the well he was going like Takashi, and I'm like the fuck, and then it's like Takashi six nine. And I'm like, okay, the fuck? And then people were like, oh, this is a nigga that we was um, talking about on Tumblr. And I'm like, oh, he got all them fucking tattoos and, like, craziest shit. Just think about what it means. Like, somebody said something like how Nicki Minaj really was like, that's my baby. 
I'm like, yo, that's why you can't be saying everybody your fucking baby. Cause you see this shit right here, this snitch, dirty, like, uh, what a rat. And she was really so many people was on his dick. One fifty six. I never forget that. Yep. Ugh. I got I got a mental note of y'all that was all on his <laughs> dick, and he also not black, and y'all let him say the n word. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that I, he wasn't black. He's not black. I just assumed that people that look like him are just black somehow. I no, figure he's like, just straight up Mexican. I figure like if you know if you if you say a nigga, then you gotta be black. And you know what? I gotta stop assuming that people got sense. <laughs> Yo, all right. Speaking of no sense, Aaron Carter is going through it, and I just I never in my life would have thought I want candy would be doing this. Like never in my life. Somebody said he should have stopped at the um fucking Lizzie McGuire cameo. <laughs> no, that yo, that cameo, that was earth shattering. That was earth shattering. Like Lizzie really dated um Nick Can I mean Nick fucking Can. <laughs> Sorry, the last the last time I saw Nick Cannon is he had that fucking turban on. I don't thing is people be like, don't make fun of his turban. He has auto music. I'm like, all right. What the fuck they got doing anything? <laughs> wear a beanie like the rest of us. <laughs> yes, I wrong with this liver kidney, one of them. One thing is like, all right, I just, why a turban? My mom was like, well, that turban is nice. I don't know that. I wanted... <laughs> she is so shady. <laughs> no, she really wanted it. Because it had a diamond on it. He wore it one to the Emmys. You know what? Some people really try to be known for things. And I feel like when we think of Nick Cannon, we still won't think of that turban. We just want to just, just like we going to ignore Usher with that pressing curl. We just going to ignore Do it. Do we still got it? I don't know. I really don't he know. Said, he said, where's that? It's where we, <laughs> where we want to be. <laughs> Usher really looked like, like, go Mary, go Mary. <laughs> Back to fucking Aaron <laughs> Carter, okay? Uh, so, first of all, if you ever just <laughs> want your brain to go boom, 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 ba, ba, just look at his Instagram page. There's so much shit happening. I, have, I haven't looked at his Instagram. Look, this is, <laughs> wait, tell him, you said something funny about Aaron Carter last oh, week. Oh, that he used to follow me, and then he unfollowed me, and that's when <laughs> everything went to shit. Not saying it too horribly. Oh, gosh. But that's so crazy that he used to follow me, and I used to be Joe as shit at him because he could see it. He's a, and that's how I met Shaq. But, um, just to say, slam, slam. Like, that song really you said, and that's the facts. <laughs> we should have known. That's we how all, I beat Shaq. We all should have That known. song, dumb as shit. That shit, so fucking stupid. Meanwhile, I was doing a running man hard as shit. About <laughs> <laughs> but he wrote this very lengthy post. He said, I'm well aware many of you have shown concern for me over the past few weeks. Having people who genuinely care for you is something that should never be taken for granted. For as long as I could remember, I've chased unconditional love and hoped for true stability in my family. I spent most of my adult life seeking validation from those people. I started to get a chip on my shoulder when I kept coming up short on something. All right, I'm just going to stop really quick. So the reason why everyone's concerned about Aaron Carter is because he has his brother, Nick Carter, has put a restraining order because he said he would kill both uh, his entire family, including his unborn child. So I understand you may have a chip on your shoulder and you're looking for stability, but how does that translate into murder? And I'm going to be honest with you. I believe Nick. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Sorry, I just read a post on his and he tagged the FBI. Oh, yeah, because he said his brother like tried to sexually assault a 91-year-old woman. 
Mildred. I mean, it's just like that is. I don't want to talk about this because that makes me. That's it's humorous and there's nothing funny about one sexual abuse and two taking advantage of an older person. Like what the what fuck? the fuck? And this nigga is lying. I'm sorry, he that's definitely his a lie. Ass off, and then yo. he posts his last post. I'm sorry, it's just so weird to me. He posted like his zodiac sign, the th- uh, like a thing. It says Sagittarius. When they're mad, it's the best you just leave them alone. They won't be held accountable for things that come out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Hashtag you've been warned. And he added them the perfect zodiac. Like, but you know what's crazy? Wacky as shit. That's not what you say when you've just been <laughs> accused of like death threats. He keep he keep on in the FBI. Like, leave them people alone. <laughs> they're like, fucking, we really, really had some shit going on with us. Like, you you can't just keep utilizing our resources for shit that don't matter. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I pray for him because he's on drugs. Like, I don't, he Clearly. keeps denying it, but he 100% is. And, like, that's so scary. Like, he might also have some mental health issues paired with the addiction. Yeah. Which makes everything just even more, you know deeper to that get out video of. fucking sent me though him singing bye 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 and putting the middle finger up and had been an insane shirt on he said i'll show you nick backstreet boy <laughs> oh my god so let's talk about ari lennox this is so real to me um she was a she almost didn't get on the plane to meet J- um j cole to sign a dreamville because she was afraid that she was going to lose her job that paid her ten dollars an hour this is so fucking real okay i'm gonna mm-hmm. read the story and i'm just gonna like uh so she said yeah i felt like no i'm not doing this i'm not getting on this plane i was scared of planes and then also just got this job it was ten dollars an hour to me that was way more important than meeting j cole <laughs> because i really wanted an apartment i wanted to be not an, a fuck up you know what I'm saying? And I was getting fired and quitting jobs, so I was not going to ruin public storage. And I was excited about public storage because I knew eventually I would be one of those property manager people that can, that had their own apartment on site. So I had these big dreams for public storage. Um, she said, I was focused, so I didn't have time for J. Cole coming into my life, just giving me dreams that it could be all BS. I've been tried by so many people in the industry and it was all BS. I've been scammed a lot, you know, and I'm and I was saying it's whatever. A fucking imagine. Just imagine. She goes on to say, you want fame so bad. You want success so bad. You just believe anybody who conjures up a pretty contract and they're telling you all these sweet things. Nothing, I guess. Yeah, the first contract I signed, that was the first time I realized, oh, man, never mind. I don't want to do this anymore. But it was too late. I realized it was a bad thing because I wanted to try out for American Idol and these different things couldn't do that because I was in the contract. So that's just, it's just wild because we really all want more. Mm -hmm. But I think the hardest thing to step into is to, to to worry about is that link between like your everyday job and your dream job. And also, That's a scary leap. Yeah. Also like, cause like for me, a scary thing for me is not having health insurance. I mean, that's for a lot of no, people, seriously. but like I, that's something I constantly think about is like, Oh my God. Your parents make you like, feel like, stupid too. For being like, so you just going to be having no benefits out here. Yeah. So you become a slave to basic human rights, healthcare, and yeah. stuff like that. Not thinking like, yo, I got to sacrifice something to get everything I want. Yeah. And like you say stuff like that, but even when we were invited to Made in America, I felt so much guilt for calling out to my part-time retail 
job. Yeah. I felt guilt. I felt like I was unreliable. I felt like I fucked the team over. I, but then I had to really think about like, yo, this is not something just for my full-time job, but my future. Like, this is something I should be doing. And it kind of made me realize I have to stop dedicating so much time to organizations that are not going to, that aren't mine. That's just it. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're going to get me further or not. If it's not my organization, I'm not going to keep investing in Mm -hmm. it. My time, my energy, none of that. Like, you just can't, you got to really be ready to take a fucking leap of faith when an opportunity come along. Like, you can't get something crazy being safe. It's so scary. Like, I get heart palpitations. Think about it. Yeah, it is. And, like, I'm constantly um, debating it. Like, you know, because, like, moving into New York is, like, so expensive. And I'm, like, I hear, like, people being, like, I did this with only, like, Kid Cudi. That he only he went to New York. He only had five hundred dollars, and like look at him now. But I'm just like, oh, that's just so terrifying to me. Yeah, it is. And like even what's her name, uh, Nina Parker. She used to work on TMZ, and now oh, she's yeah, like yeah. Ho- she's like one of the only black women plus size too. Also hosting all these events. She literally quit her banking job, moved to L.A., slept in her car. And same with Terrence J. He was saying how he did one audition for 106 and Park. He didn't feel good about it. He drove to the next state to do it again, and that's when he got it. Oh, Also, Taraji, she had a, her mm-hmm. son and just moved with like a little bit of money. And also, it's like this plus-size model. Recently, her I think her at is a lush away, and she mm. does stuff with, um, like, a uh, with Jeffrey Campbell, she says she was like sleeping on people's couches and stuff like that. And now she got her own apartment. Or little Nas X, he posted a picture of his bank account before Old Town Road. It was like oh, four dollars yeah. in there, and then he posted, and it was not four dollars in there. It was like I can't even tell you how much more money. And it's like it's the not even a bragging right. It's a don't give up. I have four dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I have four dollars. So I just I don't know. It's just a reminder that listen. If you fuck up, you just start, you just still where you are, really. You can always get another desk job, another retail Mm -hmm. job. People, that's the system making you think that you can't, you know, ever get that job. You really can. But what you can't get is an opportunity with J. Cole just any old day. An opportunity with Beyonce any old day. So when they come, you better fucking call and get ready for your opportunity. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah. Make that make that move. Fuck that health insurance. And I'm talking to myself, by the way. Just in case you guys are wondering. Same. Who I'm screaming at right now is her. It's she. It's me. Um, all right, Emmys. Let's talk about everyone black, because that's who we root for. I came uh with the idea that the pose team need to to, to snatch up everything and, and the when they see us team need to snatch up everything. What is like Beyonce? Uh, apparently didn't win did she what did she win for did she win anything for homecoming i don't think so um which is wild um i think that cameraman they should have fucking won for all them shit like even if beyonce herself didn't win anything because they fucking those shots and it's crazy because beyonce literally 
was saying, I'm not going to do this until it translates like what's in my head on stage. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck was in her head, but it something translated to my mind, and that to me was one of the it is the greatest performance I ever watched. That's amazing. I could say that with confidence. She a genius. I I just don't know who can top that other than her, and I'm scared if she topped it. Remember when Homecoming came on and we saw Sis banging them drums. And everything that was, it was like, every time you thought it couldn't get no better, Solange came on stage. Oh, can you get some water for then me? Then Destiny's Child came on stage. <laughs> like, it, all, all all we needed was, like, the Blue Ivy and the twins to come through the electric slide. In my head, and I could just hear it, like, dun, 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 dun. Like, it's so She just did so much in that time. Like, yeah. so many outfits. She literally was, like, Nefertiti one second. And then she was standing on top of bleachers. And when you understood that this was, like, a dedication to blackness, like, wow, this woman is always just... Just celebrating blackness. Cause it's crazy. Cause I watched the Coachella, um, like I watched it when it first um came out, and then like seeing that like homecoming, like the stuff that was behind it, it just was like wow. And like I love that. Like even at my birthday party, we we're listening to Beyonce. Our like my friends, we were singing the homecoming versions of every song. Yeah. And it's like when you, it's, it's so fun when you get around other Beehive. Uh, I get what we call beehive bees. When you get around other beehivers, be- when you get around the beehivers, and at all y'all, it's like everybody looking at y'all, and you, like, oh, you don't know, but at this part, this is what Beyonce does, this and the other. But yeah, uh, I mean, regardless, still the best performance of all time. Let's give a shout out to our boy, Jarrell J- Jerome. Like from when they see us, I still didn't Corey see Wise. it, and I'm just like, I'm, uh, I think I'm ready now to see it. <sighs> can't talk about i can't even say this Thank boy's you, name anymore without thinking about his performance in moonlight think about his performance and when they see us and this child is an actor like we get a lot of people who get in front of the camera and they they carry out roles but he's gonna i think he's gonna be like our generation's like sydney portier like i really oh, i'm putting chills. that on him manifest it this is our generation sydney portier like this because even in Moonlight, I just was like, wow. He has the fucking range. Like, my, I'm like so like cringed right now because I have so many goosebumps just thinking about how he made me feel watching that. Like, to to act out being in solitary confinement and to make me feel like I was in solitary confinement, I felt like I was in a cell. I felt like no one was listening to me. I felt alone. And then what really was the fucking icing on the cake was Corey Wise crying in the audience. Like, this boy told his story perfectly. This man lived through the solitary confinement. That's so crazy. And to watch it come full circle and to watch, like, like everybody was, like, rooting for him. Because some people don't, like, like in biographies, people are like, you know, this didn't do it justice. But I feel like the like the cast were like this this was our story and it's because that because Ava DuVernay did such a good job communicating and being sensitive to the story because it was more about the story than it was about that you know this is something for profit like this was a something to bring awareness a project it was a passion, a passion project, project. and it was project. to bring awareness because um excuse me I haven't seen Hustlers yet but the woman who uh j-lo's character was based upon 
said that she didn't really like um, how she was portrayed by mm. Jennifer Lopez. And she said that she'd rather that if Cardi B played her because Cardi B was actually, like, really in the strip club. And, like, yeah, how, how does she not have and a say also, on it? Uh, but she said it's kind of conflicting because she said she didn't want anything to do with it. But then she's, like, afterwards, she's, like, I don't like the way y'all, you know, made me seem like I was cold and, like, I was heartless and stuff like that. And I feel like it's very important when you're doing a documentary on somebody, especially if something it has something to do with like race, class, and like consult somebody, them. yeah, being like oppressed. Like, it's you have to consult these people. It's not. It's not about what's number one on you know Netflix or what's, what's number one. On the yeah, exactly. It's like you will get more views and more people interested when or it's an honest respect. story. More least, respect, even if you don't get more views, you get more respect. Exactly. Like, that's what every. I was gonna say that's what every film, but not commercial people who make projects for commercial and capitalist purposes don't have the same heart, don't have the same mind. But I like that, you know, he was Jarrell Jerome. Let me just, I always get his name backwards. Yes, Jarrell Jerome was discussing like what it was like kind of talking with Corey Wise because I think Jarrell Jerome said he's from Harlem, mm-hmm. so he talks real fast. Corey Wise kind of part of he's from a part of new york where he kind of talked real slow mm-hmm. so he was like i had spent so much time with him to get down his talk and there's two That's it's so an iconic i love it it's an iconic uh, interrogation video of Corey wise where he is clearly saying whatever he can to yeah, get out i saw the so i saw the um the central park five like the documentary yeah so i know exactly what you're talking about when he right. had like the soda can yes. like and stuff and he just wanted to get even out even the pepsi can yeah the pepsi can was yeah. the same yeah and just the the expression on his face and i just can i go home now can i go home can i go home and to take someone that you know has a learning disability and to put them in that position is fucking pure evil mm-hmm. and like i watched through it and i was like wow this was heavy but i'm so happy i saw it i'm actually going to see yusuf salam one of the exonerated five at a workshop i mean at a conference next month and i'm fucked i'm geeked the fuck out like i am geeked out i cannot wait to see him like he was the uh, one of the exonerated five that his mom went crazy she got like she the one who made it political for real for real because she you know she had the the resources and the education Mm -hmm. she was in part of islam and they had a really strong like um sister slash brotherhood and she really turned the table upside down so i'm happy to be meeting him when or at least hearing him speak at that conference also our guy billy porter pray tell for his character pray tell he is so like he makes me like best supporting actor he makes me like not afraid that like it's going to take my time like it'll take my time to be my best because he is just a phenomenal actor a phenomenal person in general and he's being himself and and like he just him and it's it's other um people too but he's one of the people that makes me just not afraid of age yeah seriously but billy porter is very handsome yeah and he's timeless i just just always look at him uh, while watching poses like yo he is really beautiful i actually look at every pose character and say that i'm like wow i like it's the most unique slash perfect faces to look at constantly like i literally look like blanca look at damon look at candy like i can stare at these faces all day like i don't know it's something about the directing that's just really really done right and i just love just looking at them but um yeah shouts to billy porter for just 
you know, standing up and showing people that you don't have to play the same role over and over again and hopefully make a way for some more people um, to just, like, not always play. He was saying in one article, the gay best friend all the time. And even though he is Blanca's gay man best friend, he's so much more. He's so dynamic. And that's what I just live for. So we're going to next talk about... Okay, so Nancy Pelosi... This is kind of a big deal, but like, I don't know. I'm just tired of being winked around by this administration. Um, Nancy Pelosi, who is the House Speaker, um, called out President Trump in announcing the formal inquiry for impeachment. She said the president must be held accountable. No one is above the law. The reason why she's doing this is because of some Ukraine drama where pretty much... Uh, President Trump has been like pressing the Ukraine president about some information regarding Vice President Joe Biden's son. And it's been word on the street that he has held up millions of military aid. So I guess they're trying to say like he's holding something up in order to get a question answered uh, that could be bad news for Joe Biden, which is, I'm sure, illegal in some way, shape or form. And there's supposedly a transcript, of course, like... uh, Trump is, like, denying it, but whatever. That nigga is a professional fucking liar. Yeah, and that's, like, a classic business move to hold up resources to get an answer out of people. It's also a a mob move, too. That is. Like, the fuck you think you a soprano? (laughs) And what killed me is, like, I was watching the news earlier, and they were like, President Trump tweeted. This nigga fucking tweeted something? Like, that is so tacky. I have (sighs) never heard the word tweet like, like in my a, life so like a, much as like in a presidency and then on top of that um there's been some tea from cnn saying that there's a whistleblower campaign coming out and it's gonna <laughs> sorry it says the white house is preparing to release a mysterious whistleblower complaint which includes allegations about trump's conduct not gonna lie that's the type of tea i'm interested in that's some real scandal shit like a mysterious whistleblower like why don't you try to say it's carrie washington <laughs> Like, stop playing. However, I did um, read, which was like kind of, I feel like this is what always happens. We get so excited about these impeachment inquiries and, whoa, it's a big deal. But apparently the chances of him being impeached after, because this is not, this is just a first step in the process are very low. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but it's very low. People hear the word impeachment inquiry like, yeah, the wheels are turning, but this nigga's also almost out. By the time all this get processed, like, who knows what ha- could happen. So I'm like, I'm not that excited, but it is worth talking about. I feel like we do not talk about Trump a lot. Yeah, because but if we don't want to give the him point? the time. Because everybody, it's so redundant to say, like, not my president. He's it's, so like, it's just I'm like. I'm tired of it. I try to him be like, I'm tired of people like, you know, the Dorito in office. And I'm like, listen. The, what the fuck the, else they say? The, the Cheeto, Cheeto and che- Chief, whatever. Yeah, it's just, I'm tired of this. Anytime I talk about him, it drains my energy. And like, it's just like, I feel like it's just like, it's common sense, so it's like corny. It's nothing I can say. He makes me so angry. Also, I'll, we not white women. Yeah. White women love to be like, <laughs> so the loser Trump. I'm like, you know what? Talk to your mother. Okay, yeah. don't talk, talk to Talk to us. your mother. Talk to your mother and talk to your grandmother because their wrinkly and ass talk is, to is the reason why he's there. 
So I don't I don't really want to hear it. I don't hear nothing because at the end of the day, a lot of y'all, oh, I guess I'm a deplorable, are going to be the same people who secretly vote for him so that y'all taxes can look better. I don't want to hear it. I'm convinced not all of y'all complaining uh, voted against him. It ain't adding up. And I know she, like Hillary, won more popular vote, but it's not adding up. Too, he, it should have been nowhere near close. So that's my thoughts on that one. And I wish we were done with politics for the day. But, oh, no, <laughs> we are. Well, we're not done with politics for the day, but we're actually moving into breakups and break-ins. So apparently, allegedly, actually, not apparently, um, Miley Cyrus was in a relationship. I don't know what timeline Hollywood niggas be running on, but, like, this bitch just got divorced. So uh, she just got divorced from her her husband. And Caitlyn Carter just got... um. She split from her husband, whoever the hell. And it's just been a rumored, of white bitches having fun. It's I just mean. been rumored that they started dating, like, essentially after, which is obviously no problem. But I'm just like, how you just start, like... I feel like that's gossip. I, I feel like they probably, gossip. They, they probably, probably just, just friends. Oh, I was saying... <laughs> I was thinking they were just homegirls and no, people I love a they, scandal. I think but, they But, like, yo, the rumors are, like, CNN has been reporting that she what? broke up. Are you saying... Are you kidding me? CNN. Oh, sorry. Sabria, you about to fucking break that chair. <laughs> no, it's Fox News that reported it. Sorry. Well, not surprised. Yeah. Fox News and page six. It appears the exes remain friendly, despite a source telling people on Sunday that Cyrus doesn't want a serious relationship. The insider added, she and Caitlin spent every day together, and it was just, and it just wasn't anything that Miley wanted to continue doing. She wants to focus on her career. Sounds like fucking gossip to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe this one. Also, Angela Rye and Common are back together. Um, I'm happy. I felt like I really liked them together. Yeah. Sometimes I like I like when couples break up and get back together. It's like very realistic. Yeah, seriously. He said we, we dated. You know, I had to get myself together. He's 47. <laughs> you niggas never have shit together. He's 47 years old. The fuck is wrong with y'all niggas? What? I'm sorry. Like what? What? What, what was happening? Sometimes I want to know what went wrong. Like I know it's really not my business. And I would. But when be, a nigga 47 and said he had to get himself together, and also who was you fucking? It kind of. <laughs> Comments. It makes me sad because I'm like, yo, if you break up, right, and you get back together, that means the whole time y'all was broke, both of y'all bitches was sick. Both of y'all were sick. Yeah. Like, I hate that feeling. I hate the thought of it because you really don't know at the time if you'll ever get back together. And if you're yeah. Angela Ryan, you know better, but because this is what happens when you're smart, but you just be falling in love with, you know, certain type of guys. you like, damn, I'm smart, but I really can't deal with that. Like, I, yeah, I love him. Yes, I feel it. I'm having the feelings, but I can't deal with that miscommunication shit. Like, I know better. I can't do that. So shouts to Common for doing whatever he had to do to get some help. But I'm like, yo, when it didn't work out with Taraji and Serena and Erica, you wasn't being reflective then? Like, yo. He probably was like, I'm getting up there and I need to. Do he got kids? I think he do. He has a daughter. Do he got kids by Erica by this? I, I feel like so. everybody got kids by Erica I know. Badu. I was very confused about that. But Common doesn't have a child by Erica Badu. He has a daughter, though. Um... So I said that real confident. I think that's the truth. I feel like I researched it like some years ago and that's what I came up with. But because, yeah, she got kids by Jay. Elect- Let me see. J- she got a kid by um, Andre 3000 and Jay Electronica. Oh, true. And oh, let me find well, out you don't have a baby daddy. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Wait, but now I'm getting nervous. Who the third? Who the third baby by? Because remember, she got like a little one, the one that was singing Frozen. You looking it up? Because you know I can't. Yeah, I'll be quiet. It should this podcast be quiet for like? Because he got he got one child. I, I was supposed to say he got one children, but <laughs> Erica Badu. Let me look her up. Yeah, that bitch name spelled. Oh my god, this is scary. My phone is listening. It automatically said Erica Badu, and what? I didn't like have it. Yeah, it's just I got you, sis. <laughs> That's, she coming here November um, 5th. I mean, yeah. I'm getting tired of your shit. You don't ever buy me nothing. Carl Jones. What? what? Well, okay, now that's not <laughs> Carl Thompson. Nigga with the cable in this sweater, right? No. Oh. Yeah, you was right, Iman. Oh, no, she got kid. No, it's a partners. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm tripping. Okay, uh, sorry. J Electronica and Okay, cool. Personal life. But um, um, it says her first child is by Andre three thousand. Sorry, Miss um, Jackson. Oh, okay. So then on in two thousand four, Badu gave birth to the daughter Puma. Her father is West Coast rapper The Doc, the DOC. I said The Doc, the DOC. Okay. And then is the DOC Andre three thousand and Jay Electronica. Her comment just dated. Yeah. So I thought that the middle baby was Commons because she is like on a lighter skin side. So I mean, if you really think about, it, she looked just like Erica Badu. So I'm like, oh, maybe that's Common Child. That made me look her up. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know the DOC. I really don't know the DLC. But Angela Ryan Common are back together, so that's a good thing. I just want to know, like, what you had to work out. Like, what did you have to do at 47? Shout out to Angela Rado. She got a fine-ass man, and he woke. She do. Even and she's here. beautiful herself, so uh, so happy for cousin Angela. Kenya Moore is, what is she, divorcing, or is she breaking up with this man? Let's see. Kenya Moore's decision to divorce her husband of two years may seem sudden, but it didn't happen overnight, a source tells Hollywood Life exclusively. She announced she was divorcing him just two days after calling Mark Daly the love of my life in an interview. But Kenya Moore fans... I, this is why... I, <laughs> yo, I swear to God, I really don't... I can't deal with people. Like, how you call somebody the love of your life and then divorce them? They can be, but just like you can't be together. That don't make sense to me. <laughs> Every time people say that, I'm like, I don't get it. And if a man said it to me, I would my hair would probably catch on fire. Like, I know. Don't fucking tell me that you love me and you can't be together, because why not? We gonna work through this, baby. Especially if you love me. If you really if you like, yo, I just don't feel it no more. Ouch. But I get it. Like, but no, I just feel for you, but this is just not the right what like let's work this shit out the fuck you need a therapist you need a vacation you need a therapist you need to spice it up like what do we need to do but don't tell me you love me and then leave so yeah can you (laughs) now check that to be honest with you i really think that kenya just got the baby and left what's some real shit i feel like a lot of a lot of bitches is been trying to have a baby for a while now and she got it and she like Skittle little. <laughs> she's like, we ain't got nothing to do. That's crazy though. She how old is she? I don't know. She's she's older. She don't look like she is. I just she know don't. she is because she's been around since my mom was young. Like Yeah. That's crazy. She, Kenya Moore is gorgeous. She is beautiful. I just want you to know. That's my Oh, but she's she, forty eight. She crazy as shit though. She, she really is crazy. Her debut was the year I was born. Shit. It said present, 1992. Oh, 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 oh. That's when I was popping out like, doom, doom, doom. Hey, how are you? 
<laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> if my infant said that, I'm like, do what you got to do, doc. <laughs> I'm through. I'll put my hand across my neck like. Delete it. Delete all that shit. Eliminate it. All <laughs> right. So. Right now, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to find my notes. We're so moving on. Every time the- somebody say right now, I think of Carrie Underwood. He's like, right now, it's probably getting frisky. <laughs> <laughs> that song, honestly, I felt that energy. Yo, I'm sh- I'm really fucking up today. We'll like, be talking about sis. <laughs> the second place. What's the young lady's name? Gre- Greta. Okay, Greta Thunberg. The reason why I'm forgetting her name was Greta is because the part of the article that I took a this part of the CNN article that I took a screenshot of only referred to her by her last name after. Oh, duh. All right, but we're not putting Greta in the sunken place. Let's be very clear. Period, because she's that's a young queen right there. No, Greta is not in the sunken place. Greta is changing the world out here. She's 16 years old. Uh, recently, she was sitting at the United Nations General Assembly, and they asked her what is her advice for older you know, people and the pe- people in power. And this young lady looked dead in the camera and said, we are watching. And, and paused. For like 10 seconds. Bitch, I'm fucking watching you. You see me watching you ruin the world that I have to live in and act like it's nothing. Act like the science isn't real. Lie about it. And this is, these are the effects. I am watching you. It was crazy. She said, I should not be here. I should be in school. I should not have to be doing this work right now. I should be in school. I should be living my life right now. But instead, I have to fight against a lot of you evil world leaders. Sis went off. I'm a fan. Um, I'm standing. I'm a huge fan. Move, I'm standing. Okay, so who's actually in a, a sunken place is conservative analyst, if he wants to call himself, uh, Michael Knowles, who was on a, was on the story with Martha McCallum on Fox News and it was a piece about um, Greta and he said none of that matters because the climate hysteria hysteria movement is not about science. If it were about science, it wouldn't be led. It would be led by a scientist rather than by politicians and a mentally ill Swedish child who has been exploited by her parents in the internet and in, in international love. So scientists have said this number. Okay. Let's, let's just dissect this. Two, why can't a mentally ill Swedish child do anything? I'm big, but she's not even mentally ill. But but if she was mentally yeah. ill, she couldn't. She she's incapable of making a point yeah. and standing on it and advocating for something that's right because yeah. she mentally like that's the that's the that's the right for you though. Exactly, and also like in my opinion, I think that. Most people who are on the spectrum are geniuses because the what she said, nobody else had the balls to say that and could articulate it as yeah. she did. It makes so much sense and just like go there. Like she just told the unfiltered truth. Exactly. With no fear. This is what it is. And she also refers to um at her Asperger's diagnosis as her superpower. So it's like it the, is. the joke's on you. The joke's on you. Can't nobody should be um embarrassed about who they are. Um I'm not even gonna call it a hang up because we all have challenges that make, you know, life just make life 
harder for us, whether that is having Asperger's or having depression or having anxiety or being self-conscious, having a panic disorder. But that don't that shouldn't eliminate us from being able to take a place in the world. Like, why can't I talk about my stance on the world when I'm the one who has to fucking breathe? Like I have to, as long as I have to breathe on this earth, I can talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is a conversation about like finances where you really got to have like, OK, am I a mathematician? Do I have the credentials? This is a conversation about the earth. Global warming is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? You can't deny it. Call, they call, he called it hysteria. Then you would think that someone like him would immediately like go to Twitter and apologize. But instead, knows retweeted the video of him making that comment that her mother wrote a book about her mental illnesses, her mental issues. There is nothing shameful about living with mental disorders. Oh what is God. shameful is exploiting a child, particularly a child with mental disorders, to advance your political agenda. Like, ch- sir, to look at this young lady's passion in her eyes and act like she's a puppet is even more insulting. You're saying she can't come up with the ideas or be passionate about anything on her own. And if any parent stands behind their child's passion, they're exploiting them. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? I really just, conservatives really make no sense. And I saw somebody earlier was like, "Um, you're, um, I'm killing you or something. I fought for your right to um have a childhood somebody was like she's swedish (laughs) (laughs) oh my god she's from sweden like what the war like in america like how are is you killing middle eastern children benefiting a young swedish woman's free well young swedish girls uh freedom because they're delusional right thinks that america is the world that that is that's it. sick. They think that the America and is I feel like the being- world. It's really not the world, and we are not doing everything perfectly. We're not doing everything perfectly. Like yes, over here we are a very developed country. So with that being said, there are going to be people internationally who look to us for inspiration, especially since we're such a young country that's doing everything so well with so much power. However, we can't deny we have some shit with us. We have some true ignorance. We have a wealth imbalance. We don't have health care. It's a lot that we don't have. And it's like you're going to come at a Swedish young lady for saying we are watching you do something that's going to benefit me, my generation, our and our kids. Like what? Fuck you, Michael Knowles. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on into common senses. All right. So shouts to Senorita Flop, aka at Stretch Mark Jane on Twitter. Senorita Flop is so Senorita funny. Flop is who I am. Seriously. I'm- Senorita Flop is who I am. Like I don't even have to take that name, but just know that is me Period. every day. But um Senorita Flop told us, um excuse me. Or she said to us. Y'all ever feel like you got to be the funny fat friend all the time? Just the roles we see fat women and always show them as the class clown. Like fat women aren't good for having other dimensions to them. Hope that makes sense. Girl, that makes so much sense. 
so much sense. It does. It makes sense for me because, like, all right, I want to be real. Every time I call myself a big girl, people are like, nah, nah, listen, I'm not skinny. That's the bottom line. Yeah. I'm not skinny, and I've been bigger. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, I get to really have a thoughtful part in this conversation because I feel like I use funniness to fit in. Yeah. Like, that's what I did. It wasn't until I started being funny that people got off my back about not being conventionally attractive. Uh, attractive. Yeah, same. When I was, like, you know, in fifth grade, five, eight, awkward, not really able to find my style, not really to have, you know, clothes that were long enough for me because, you know, the Internet changes accessibility and Mm -hmm. shopping, but it wasn't like that back then. Mm -hmm. So I never felt really comfortable with my clothes, Mm -hmm. and kids can sense that, and they're motherfuck like they're just terrible exactly and like something that we bonded over is like the fact that we both had to wear like women's clothes yes women to be like very clothes. young we had to wear women's yeah, cause clothes like i'm even though i'm shorter i was bit way bigger than what i am now and i had to like shop at like lauren taylor yep nordstrom like stuff, macy's or, yeah like for stuff when other people were shopping like at, i mean don't get me wrong like i did have stuff from like rainbow and stuff but like if it was like something like dressy or something i had to i had to go to like lauren taylor's yeah and stuff like that and like um it ages I just, you a little bit yeah it's nice for a woman but when you in eighth grade you don't want to be wearing like a cow neck like <laughs> yeah and i had dress. i felt like i was too young to wear cow necks because <laughs> i had like a mustard colored cow neck <laughs> a purple too. one sometimes i look at pictures of us from high school and i'm like we look younger now yeah because of how we dress but I remember, like, in seventh grade, like, a lot, I would make certain jokes, and people was like, yo, she funny as shit. Yeah, same. And I would use the humor to keep people from, A, making fun of me, or B, getting them before they got me. Yeah. So I did turn into the silly big girl, and there's times when I felt like I was part of the the, the laugh, and there are times where I was definitely the joke. Mm-hmm. And I would rather It just was really, really, like, painful. So, you know, growing up seeing, like, funny, silly big women, Mm -hmm. like Nikki Parker, Mm -hmm. like, even Raven wasn't skinny, that made me feel good about myself. Seeing Melissa Carthy just be wow and bridesmaids, like, that shit was funny. But then sometimes you feel like, all right, can we have some more roles for just a big woman who just is big and that's it she's just a regular she's the voice of reason mm-hmm. like let because i know so many women who are on the heavier side who is just the voice of reason in every situation they're not always silly yeah they're not always the cool the cool girl but i just i don't know i i hate to see that in the media as well that's why like I feel like I get so excited when I see, like, Kat and Euphoria because, like, she is, like, cooler. And, like, even though she does have struggles with, like, her size, it's not really, like, such a big thing. I feel like it's just realistic. Yeah, it's just realistic. And, like, I did the same thing when I was younger that I used humor, like, to deflect, like, you know, I'm like, oh, like, let me make fun of myself before somebody else, you know, does that to me. And, like, sometimes... I feel like now as I'm getting older, like I still do use like, you know, self-deprecating humor. And like I'm like trying to like not, you know, be as self-deprecating. Um, I'm definitely I've definitely gotten better at it. But I feel like um, I have to choose between being like uh, like hot 
and funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you're funny, because, like, everybody, like, you know, no matter who you are, everybody wants to be desired. Yeah. And I feel like, personally, since I am branded, you know, a funny girl and I'm not skinny, that that automatically makes me a friend. Like, I feel like nobody wants to take me you know, as serious as a partner because it's like, oh, she's a friend. Mm-hmm. Like, she's funny. She makes me feel, you know, good about myself. She's entertaining. Could never take her home, um, mm-hmm. you know, because it's either, you know, with when you're a woman, it's either, you know, you're the hot bitch or you're the goofball. Yeah. And it's like everybody wants to take the hot bitch home. But the goofball is like, oh, that was fun. I think a third category. I think maybe people not want to take the hot bitch home. I think they want to take the sensible, quiet girl. True. I so think it's they like, want to take the mm-hmm. sensible, sweet girl, the the yes man. Yeah. And I feel pressure because I'm not a yes man. I'm not. Yeah, same. Like, I feel like um, a, like between that being like a goofball and somebody that like stands up for herself, and I feel like those traits sometimes are considered unattractive and it's like um because recently like a part of like when I was breaking down it's like I was having like an internal dialogue about that like I was getting so angry and like seeing like these girls who are like especially like you know quote-unquote like hot pale white girls with like black hair and they're like skinny and they're like you know heavily tattooed and they just you know and you look at their social media and there's like no humor or there's like regurgitated jokes or like they're just you could just tell that, you know, they just see themselves and nobody else. And I feel like that is like heavily desirable. And it's like me who was like somebody that's like goofy and but also like, you know, have like a caring side and stuff like that. People are like, uh, you know, it's you're fun, but I don't think, you know. People, it can't really people decide go. who you are. Yeah, people decide who they are. And that's such a pet peeve of mine. Cause I feel like Let I me know show you who exactly. I am. And I feel like you definitely can um uh like um relate to me with this. It's just like people just see you as being like this one side. It's like you're funny, you're this, like I'm just gonna take you as this person. I'm not gonna try to get to know you on like a deeper level. And um I feel like that also has something to do with like my size as well for sure because it's like i don't see you past you know what i think of you because you are because of the way you look because you are you know you're not skinny you're just like this silly you know person um i just don't see you past a joke and I also feel like it would be different if you were, like, black and skinny yeah. or if you were big and white. Like, it might be something. Yeah. But it's a how dare you not be not thin and mm-hmm. not white at the same time yeah. and then try to be anything mm-hmm. other than Nikki Parker. Yeah. How dare you? Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, like, I even sense it. Like, today I went to, like, one of my favorite be- vegan pizzerias. And I'm not going to call them out like that because I really do love this pizza. Like, I fuck with it. But... When I'm in there, I feel like because I'm not, like, scrawny with pink hair, mm-hmm. the customer service don't be on point. Yeah. I really do feel that way. I feel like because I'm just this girl who comes in with her business casual on, 
And like my customer service is not the same anymore because I don't fit the vibe. I don't fit the look. And it's all about people deciding who I am before I show them. And it makes me so upset because feeling like someone's deciding who I am makes me feel like so like, like it makes me feel like they're strangling me to be honest yeah. with you. But, um, no, I feel like it's definitely limited the way I talk to people because honestly, I wait for folks to come to me first. Like if I'm starting a new job and I'm around like other black people, I might be a little bit more open. Mm-hmm. But if I'm starting a job and like I'm non-traditional looking, like mm-hmm. I can just say that I'm over six feet tall. I'm not thin. I'm heavy chested. I have blonde hair. I wear unique glasses and I don't and I never shut up. Mm-hmm. So it's like I know that that presence alone can make the uh a person who is not used to being around a black person's, the hair raised up on their arms. So I'm not going to put myself on anybody. I showed you who I am. Now, if you're interested, you can ask me where I'm from. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm just I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of being defined by, you know, anything, really. Mm-hmm. Because, like, my weight is, like, I'm happy with where I am. I'm happy with how I look. I fucking look good. Like, that's just the bottom line. But I don't think that no matter how I look, that should be how you treat me. Mm-hmm. That's it. Even if I don't look good to you, and that I, shouldn't be how you treat me. And it's crazy because I feel like when you're, like, the funny fat guy, people still see you as desirable or, like, mm-hmm. sexy. Because they're, like, because a lot of women value like personality and they're like oh my gosh like a funny guy like that's so attractive and like because even like um because like i mean jonah hill like lost a lot of weight but he's not like skinny mm-hmm. um he's still like you know Rick has, Ross. yeah exactly people are like oh like this person is like you know still a you know still attractive but it's just different being like a funny woman and not being like you know, skinny, being, like, the funny, fat friend. I don't know what it is. I feel like, especially, I feel like, in particular, like, straight cis men um, are more driven by looks. Mm. Um, They're more driven by looks and also driven by, they're driven by looks and they don't think past what they see. Like, if they see you the first day and you're, you know, you seem a little shy or something. That's who you are to them and forever. No, seriously. Or, like, if you are, um, you know, you are seemingly, you know, funny, that's who you are, you know, forever. You have no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You have no death besides, you know, the memes you post. Seriously. Um, another thing I don't like is when bigger women are hypersexualized. Exactly. Because that happens a lot too. Usually using comedy as the tool mm-hmm. to make them like the crazy freak of the week. And that's my that was like and it's like it's complicated because then I started getting resentful of yeah. people like Rebel Wilson, people yeah. like that Lena Lena, Lena Durham, Durham. Durham. She's trash anyway. Yeah, like for other reasons. Yeah. But but even before I knew that, I just didn't like her acting like a wild woman with mm-hmm. like sex all of a sudden it's like it, it's not sexually liberating it's like a joke yeah because you know like I mean? Cause why don't if, why don't skinny women act like that exactly because like that also for me like when i was in college like i said like i identify as like 
asexual when I was in college because um, I didn't, like, sleep with anybody. And, like, a part of me, like, my battle with, like, my sexuality sometimes is that I don't want to seem hypersexual because I am a bigger woman. And I, like, you know, act, like, kind of weird, like, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, certain things, like, you know, trigger me because I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, this person sees me as, like, you know, X, Y, Z because, like, I'm not skinny, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm just not, that's not who I am though. In general, it's like a hypersexual person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like people see me as that because, you know, of how I look. How you're shaped. Um, yeah, because how I'm just, shaped. Because it's like not even just about being Because it's a battle too, because it's like some, because like I'm really a silly ass person and, but that's not all I am. So it's like on one hand, it's like sometimes, you know, people see me as like, you know, just a silly ass person who is like no deaf to them, um, who's just like always joking. And then on the other hand, people see me as like, oh, this hypersexual, sexual deviant when it's just like really sometimes I can be like really awkward and like really goofy. And it's like you see me as this and you're not trying to get to know me. Because if you, if you got to know me for two seconds, you would see I'm nothing like that. Exactly. You see I'm nothing like that. Like, for me, I definitely don't think my weight affects me as much as my height, and they definitely intersect because mm-hmm. I think that life would be different for me if I was tall and thin versus, like, tall and thick. Like, life would just be different for me. Um, But, like, for me, it's about, like, feeling like I have to act like my height. Like, I remember growing up, I was afraid to seem any type of uh submissive because i felt like i was like too big to cry i felt like i was Mm -hmm. too big to be like sensitive because you usually people equate height with like your strength Mm -hmm. so if you're short you gotta be like i'm baby Mm -hmm. and if you're tall then you gotta be like i'm leader and it's like i'm sometimes i'm both like really really been like that since i was a kid mm-hmm. like sometimes i really will lead this bitch and sometimes i'm gonna need i'm gonna need to talk i'm gonna be a little bratty i'm be i'm gonna sit take the back seat i don't want to participate like that's just how i am and i feel like when i'm talk, like i haven't had this happen in a while maybe because i've been dating adults mm-hmm. and a lot of that has happened like in my early 20s and like late teens but i have had people who understand like yo just because you taught on me, you can't be a little bit more on the spoiled side. You don't mm-hmm. have to. People think I'm going to be like a fucking a Wonder Woman picking niggas up and push. Like, that's not who I am. That's really not your personality That's not who I am. All. And I hate when people make it like I am, like, this crazy, aggressive person just because of my, how I look. That is not who I am. And I feel the same way because it's like um, me being, like, even though I'm shorter than you, I, um, cause honestly, I really don't even think I'm that short, but I'm in denial probably. <laughs> but I, because I am like considered plus size, I don't feel like I can be like very cutesy and be like, oh, like I make me, cause that's, I mean, that's not my personality anyway, mm-hmm. cause I don't really feel comfortable. But also, maybe a part of my comfortability is because I have built myself of being like, I can't be like that because of the way I look. Yeah, I think, I feel like for you is definitely, I can feel that you think that like I'm too, and I'm like, yo, and we got to work through it together to get over some of the things placed in our head at such an early age because I don't think that the 
as much as we think it's going to be terrible, I don't think the backlash is going to be as terrible as we think it is if we just were ourselves despite what, like, our biggest fears are. Like, for me, I'm, I don't like nobody knowing my shoe size. I don't like nobody knowing my size because I spent, like, half of my life trying to make myself smaller. Mm-hmm. So while I'm definitely comfortable with just being myself because you're going to see me at some point, I don't like to share certain things about myself because I think... Honestly, I feel less feminine about it. Like I feel less feminine. And I'm a, I feel like it takes it chips away at my womanhood. Like when I have to say that things about things about me aren't traditionally like I'm I'm not average sized in any way. In any way. And people look at that and they're like, "Oh, that's beautiful. That's sharp." But when you have to be the center of attention, when you just trying to get some fucking coffee or walk into a room, then it's like, okay, let's see how you feel about it then. And I appreciate the love. I really do. But you, you start to feel like a big bit of a circus show Mm -hmm. to the point where sometimes where I'm wearing shoes and I say, I don't feel like that today. If I wear these shoes, I'm going to get a comment or three. And I just don't feel like it today. But also I forget what I look like. I forget what I look like to other people because I'm, I'm in my head so much. Yeah. And then it's like when somebody says something like about my height, like it's just, I mean, honestly, yes, I'm tall, but I'm not on a grand scheme. Of, like I'm not like a skyscraper. It kind of makes me wonder what I'm looking like to other people. Did I look strange when I did something earlier? Like it just makes me wonder, like, Am I? Did I look big? Did I look attractive? Did I look thin? Yeah. Did, was my stomach looking this way? Was my butt sitting right? Was my breast sitting right? It just kind of takes me out of my body and makes me feel like, why was I that confident when I look crazy to other people? And I have to like, const- I'm so happy I'm a Leo, and no matter what, <laughs> that voice is just silenced it, it, like immediately. Or I think next, honestly, sometimes I'm like, well, what the fuck? It is what it is. Yeah. It just is what it is. I show up how I am, and you accept it or you don't. But it do, it trip me up sometimes. Yeah. and But also, it doesn't make sense. When you're taller, I, your feet should not be small. I, but you know what? You can't expect everybody yeah, people to. Are logic just, just don't be making sense. And also, like I just don't like when people try to, like, like if I go, if I'm with a guy, he's like, you're really tall. And I'm like, well, listen. You want to date me. So now what you going to do, talk about my height to death or more importantly, your lack of? Like, that's not my business that you're 5'8 and want to talk to me. And honestly, I didn't come to you. So what's the whole thing? Or like if I'm sitting down at a bar and a guy try to talk to me, I'm like, let me stand the fuck up real quick (laughs) so you can understand what this is. Like, let's get an eye to eye, get it out your system, say what you need to say. It's actually turn on when a guy just show up and show out. And it's usually it's, the shorter guys, to be yeah, honest with just you. Show, it's weird because that ha- that's happened to me a few times. Guys are like, oh, yeah, I... I dated girls that are 5'11". Well, I'm not 5'11", so why don't you go find a girl that's 5'11"? Or, or when I tell people my my height, like say I'm like talking to somebody on like a Tinder or something yeah. like that, and I tell them my height, and they be oh, I love tall girls. Like, I don't know what I want because while I don't like people to be like, damn! You don't want I don't like fetishes. people to be like, yes, mommy, tree, legs, legs, legs. I love that. It's like, no, it makes me un- fucking comfortable i can't tell you what i want but when it's done right it's, it's just somebody just shut the fuck up but okay beautiful amazon queen or something like that or sometimes when i'm talking to a bo- tall boy they'll say something like yo we had kids that going straight to the nba something cute fun something funny like that or we but, like match oh oh nice i don't like when people but then i had to learn i always think that tall guys 
won't like or people men won't like me because I'm too tall and I have found my power and I realized that they think I won't like them because they're too short and that is such a fucking change mm-hmm. because in elementary school and middle school and high school and college it was not that was not the case it was people did not want to talk to me because I was this weight or people did not want to talk to me because I was this height and, and they felt like I don't want to be next to that now they think that I'm going to be the one to reject them and i like to having the power in my hands I do. I do but at the end of the day this conversation really brought up a lot of points it brought up a lot of points <coughs> to help us get a little transparent we're but bo- i think generally speaking we are both very confident people it's to the point where like oh i can tell you what i'm like not half ha- secure 100 secure about but if somebody tried to come for me i'm like bitch i look better than you like that's yeah. how i am that's how i am it's like okay yeah i'm working through some shit because yeah, i mean Who i isn't? was i was having like a moment you know but i'm like i don't have those moments like you know often and usually i have them when i'm like not dressed up mm-hmm. um but yeah, I just need to, and that's why I had to like you know, I had to shadow ban myself because I'm like when I start talking negative as hell about myself, I'm like, not cool. No, it's not. Not cool. It's not. I'm happy you stopped it. You know, the bottom line is let people show up and just tell you who they are. Let people show up and tell you who they are. We can't keep creating personas for who people are based on how they look. And I know it's hard. I know it's a lot of unlearning and relearning, but it's it's not fair to decide who someone is before they let you know, especially if it's just based on appearance. I can see if you had one negative interaction with mm-hmm. somebody and then your mindset is, oh, that person sucks because I had this negative re- inter- uh, interaction. Still wrong, but at least you something pushed you in that direction. But if somebody just show up big, you can think whatever you want, but allow them to be themselves. Don't act on what you think. Exactly. Don't act on it. Like, and I know me and Sabrina, like, we'll look at people sometimes, and we make whole scenarios jokingly. We big people watchers, and we be like, oh yo, don't he look like he got three kids? Don't don't he look like the kids be like bullying him? Like that's who we are. Yeah. But never in life would that person walk up to us, and then we would use that scenario to 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 map how we engage. I would never them. act upon that. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, just not going to happen. So, that's it for this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Shouts to, um, shouts to Senorita Flop for sending us that awesome topic. I hope we, um, covered everything you imagined us to cover when you suggested that common sense this topic. Um, shouts to everyone leaving us reviews and writing us on Instagram. Just letting you know what you love about us, how you found us. Like, that is so amazing. Please please, please, please share that in the reviews on the Apple podcast. Uh, give us a five-star rating and let, let the people know what you like about Black Girl Brunch. It'll only help us to get more listeners. Also, while you're at it, follow us on Black Girl Brunch. At, follow us on Black Girl Brunch on Instagram. Follow us on B, follow us at BLK Girl Brunch on Twitter. Hit us up on the Gmail at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at imamate. Follow me on Twitter at itsmate. And follow me. Well, <laughs> my Twitter is deactivated right now, but I'll reactivate it. But it's, <laughs> it's so awkward. My Twitter is frankfm underscore, and my Instagram is um, it's frank. No, yes, yeah, it's, it's frankfm. Yo, we tired. We trying to. We can't even remember our handles are, right now. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for this week's show. Bye. Peace.